Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God actually say that you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was not was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave me gave it to me. She gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you've done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. And to Adam, he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree, of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For, you, for out of it you are taken. For you are dust and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and also take of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out 
from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man and at the east of the garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will, I, this might be one of the most talked about chapters, and when I say might be, this is one of the most talked about chapters in the whole Bible. Um, there's so much to say here. I'm uh -huh. a little overwhelmed right now because <laughs> my mind is running in like a million different yeah, directions. Totally. Um, just in terms of like all that we could talk about. Um, I'll talk about the section of text that, that I read just briefly. Uh, and then you can maybe give us some comments on the section of text that you read. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. One of the things that's always uh, struck me, we we never know that God told Eve about the tree. Mm -hmm. right? We only know that God told Adam about the tree, and it was before Eve was actually created in the narrative. Mm. Okay, So Adam yeah. has told Eve about the tree, which is interesting. <clears throat> Another interesting thing about this, and there's a lot of things to say here, is he's kind of added to the command. The command that Eve repeats to the serpent is, you shall not eat of the tree and you shall not touch it lest you die, right? God yeah. never said anything about touching the tree. Mm -hmm. Adam's kind of added, he's, he's given like a greater intensity. So there's yeah. probably some interesting things to be said there. Yeah, yeah. Another interesting thing about this part of the passage is that the man was with the woman. I think we kind of talk, we kind of think that, you know, Eve was deceived and, and she was, but Adam was right there with her, not saying anything, mm -hmm. being passive, letting his wife be tempted by the serpent. And then the other interesting thing that I think really hit me as I thought about this passage or was I was reading this passage just now was the, the blame game, right? Mm -hmm. Did you eat of the tree? The woman. Yeah. Did you eat of the tree? The serpent. Um, you know, just maybe think about how often we, you know, move towards self-justification in all of our sins. So, again, there's so much more I could say about all of those little ideas that I just said yeah. to you. But those are just some things that popped out at me in the first 13 verses. What are some things that you thought about the passage? Totally. Well, as we were divvying up the scripture, you know, I, I made a joke about like, oh, sure, I'll read the curses, like the part that everyone wants to hear. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's easy to kind of view this as one of these unreconcilable moments where like we know God is loving, but this seems kind of harsh. Um, right. But even so, um, it it is such, there, there are just a few really powerful glimpses into the heart of God. And, and as we draw near to Advent, looking at the great story of redemption that God sets up throughout all of scripture. And, you know, I think one small moment that really uh, just speaks volumes to me is that after I'm dealing out these you know, this kind of hard deck of cards of punishments for Adam and Eve. <coughs> he clothes them with garments of skins. And I just think that that's such a powerful image that after this moment, the Lord again draws near to them and covers their shame. Yeah. And, you know, replaces the the fig leaf, um, you know, sort of momentary. Insignificant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, covers them. And, and that's really the story of the Bible is God's people disobeying and Lord punishing them. 
and yet them him drawing near and covering their shame, which ultimately leads to Christ yeah, covering and, our shame. And just one even more thought on that, the, the covering of our shame comes through alien sacrifice, to yeah, just yeah, use yeah, that yeah. word, sacrifice outside of ourselves. It was the animal yeah. that was sacrificed so that they could be covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that theme all throughout the Bible. And obviously, ultimately, we see it in the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah. And you know, the, the whole naked thing, that's something I didn't mention earlier, yeah. but you've heard me talk about this. I think that um, the fact that they didn't know they were naked, what does uh-huh. that mean? I think that it means they were so focused on God totally. that they couldn't even, they were not aware of themselves. Yeah. And it's only when they sinned that they really became aware of themselves and that they invited shame on themselves. Yeah. And, you know, to, to close for my thoughts, the most powerful thing to me about this passage is knowing in the grand scheme of history, you know, to, to borrow from Isaiah, that Christ came and bore our sickness, our pain. He, he bore the full weight and, and wrath of humanity's sin that, even you know, you and I will never experience to that degree. And so as God is laying out these pains and these, these trials that Adam and Eve and the whole human race will face because of them, Christ, he, he is really prescribing the, the pain and the suffering that Christ will bear wow. to become yes. the curse for us. Yes. No, I mean, it, I, I mean, I think that's so powerful. Um, you know, I think it's not insignificant that a crown of thorns mm. is placed on the head wow, yeah. of Jesus never thought about that. when he uh, when he dies. Yeah. The other um, the other thing that you know, obviously, it's kind of the you know proto evangelion uh, in this passage the the first mention yeah, of yeah. the gospel Can't miss that, yeah. that um, there will come an offspring who will crush the head of the serpent. And um, that is the hope of Advent, that now in Jesus, this offspring has come. This this very early on in history, I want to say prehistorical, but but early historical, first of history event is finally fulfilled when Christ came to crush the head of the serpent and to redeem us back to the Father and to, just to tie it all together, to clothe our shame in his sacrifice so that we could once again go into the garden so that we the 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 the, the cherubim the flaming sword would be unnecessary and that we amen. could come into the presence of god amen well for will carlisle i'm jason dees thanks for listening thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.